Good morning. This is Phil Knute with River Valley Co-op and your morning grain comments. Corn and soybean futures were higher overnight. March corn finished the overnight session up three and three quarters cents, settling at six twenty-nine. March soybeans were up sixteen and a half cents, settling at fourteen sixty-four and three quarters. In the outside markets, as of seven forty-five a.m., the U.S. dollar index is off point zero zero one, trading at ninety-seven two fifty-four. March crude oil is up a dollar twenty-six, trading at eighty-seven eighty-seven a barrel. Precious metals are all lower. Industrial metals are mixed. The electronic mini Dow Jones is off 124 points, trading at 33,919. The runaway soybean train continues to barrel down the tracks. Nearby soybeans once again charted a new contract high overnight. Is South American weather the conductor driving this train? The answer is incredibly vague. I would say kind of, but not really, but yeah, but no. Does that make sense to you? I hope it makes about as much sense to you as this crazy rally does to to traditionalist traders that believe in fundamentals. Let's dive into South American weather. There is no doubt that there has been an impact on soybean production from the dry weather that Argentina and, to a lesser extent, Brazil experienced throughout the growing season. But how big of an impact? No one will know for certain until the crop is harvested, of course, and current production estimates are all over the place. Meanwhile, the parched growing regions of Argentina that were of great concern earlier have received rainfall, and more is forecasted in the 6- to 10-day time frame. Also, the extended forecast for southern Brazil calls for additional rains. Southern South America, that being southern Brazil and Argentina, are currently in the middle of what for them would be our August in the Midwest. Is the rain too little, too late, or is it just what the doctor ordered to save the crop? That is a legitimate question that one must ask. At this point, it's obviously all speculation. Concerns that the crop will be short and supplies will run out earlier than normal has triggered June-July purchases of U.S. soybeans by China. Typically, June and July are still dominated by South America as supplies are still available. The bottom line is that nobody knows what will happen because we don't have a South American production figure yet, and we won't for quite some time. In the meantime, money is moving around. This rally is not based on anything concrete. It's all speculation and chatter and people throwing money around. So sit back and enjoy the ride, but make sure to keep your seatbelt fastened and tray tables sewed, because given that this is a fun-driven speculative rally, turbulence may well lie ahead. Yesterday, the fund sold 2,000 contracts of corn, bought 4,000 contracts of soybeans, and sold 10,000 contracts of wheat. They are now estimated to be net long 348,945 contracts of corn, Net long 140,450 contracts of soybeans, and that short 23,385 contracts of wheat. From, from a chart perspective, March corn charted a new seven-month high overnight at 6.32 and a half. That level now stands as initial resistance, followed closely by the June 10th high, 6.33, and then the contract high charted on May 7th, 6.40 and a half. Initial support lies at Wednesday's low, 6.15, followed by 6.04 and a quarter last Friday's low, and then the psychological $6 mark. March soybeans charted a new contract high overnight at 14.74 and a quarter. This new contract high stands as initial resistance, followed by the important psychological $15 level. Initial support lies at 14.50, followed by the key $14 mark, and then the lows from Wednesday and Tuesday, 13.93 and three quarters and 13.93 and a quarter, respectively. Opening calls are higher. And with all of that, have a great Friday and an even better weekend from your friends at River Valley Co-op.